Hi, welcome to Morning Talk Show. Today is a conversation with actually a close personal friend, Nicholas Smokey Johnson. Uh, Nick is an artist and a musician, and he's someone that um, I've always had, or for a long time, have had very deep conversations with where we get quite real, quite honest. And uh, so this was kind of an experiment to see if the conversations that we have translate to a podcast episode. So Nick, rather than being a stranger, where most of the people I talk to on the show, uh, I met them face-to-face just moments before you hear the conversation. This is someone with a lot of uh, water under the bridge. So I enjoyed it. It's a little more real, a little more, I don't know what you would say. I mean, we get into some, some deep uh, personal topics, uh, art and music and cultural, social movements and, and that kind of thing. I uh, hope you enjoy it. It's probably going to be somewhat regular um, as bonus episodes. So like and subscribe, hit the bell, and thanks very much. I like your number I've one. I've never second. noticed someone looking in the camera and it making me uncomfortable. But I've never experienced it on a Zoom call, apparently. Yeah, it's all like about I, context. I think I mentally embody a hypothetical audience to the person staring at me, where you yeah. are staring at me. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's Well, I think in these Zoom meetings, we become avatars, right? Like we're not... Right, yeah. I don't know. It's it. There's enough of a removal, but like, I, I think, I don't know. It kind of works weirdly for my personality. Like... I have always been a very removed person. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, I always feel like I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like half there everywhere I am. And half of me is kind of looking from a different perspective or something like that's just my weird, like, I know we've talked about this before where some yourself and some other friends of mine seem very much more experiential. Like you're, you really like to dive in to things and right yeah really get like super fully involved like uh you know uh, some of you guys will spend the whole day or the whole night working on some kind of art project and and just like lose yeah. yourself which i can do with me i can do with re- recording but it's happened so rarely in my life and so the huh. zoom thing is actually less unnatural to me because it's like this nice split between the unnaturalness Cause I like to write my thoughts out. Like I like to get every yeah. word, every word, just like perfect. And mm-hmm. then when you're in person, you always feel like you've messed it up and you did not represent yourself well, but this is like this other kind of weird, I don't know, in nether world, which is good for me and horrible yeah. for other people. I haven't quite gotten used to it, but I also like don't have, a job and I'm mostly fine with being alone. So I haven't been like having many of these visits mm-hmm. I've had. like, And the ones that I've had have been um, like, I, I was illustrate. I was like, basically uh, I guess this is a thing uh, in Belgium. It, I'd never heard of it, but a lot of their art events or talks or whatever, they have, the equivalent of a court illustrator who like documents drawing 
drawings okay. of all of the people. Yeah. Um, and so I got hired to by uh, a couple friends who were working on a, a thing out there to be part of a virtual uh, Zoom conference. So there was like, I don't know, there was screens, like you could scroll through all of the different mosaics of people watching. Okay. It was like, I think four or five screens of however many people fit on a screen. So pretty well All attended. involved. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't really feel like I was being observed, mm. you know, I didn't yeah. have this strange, uh, um, but most of the conversations that I've had with, with you or any friends, I just, I walk around and do stuff. Um, yeah. So this is like, it's still a little distracting. It's not unnerving, right. but I like you were what at, I lost a sentence in the last thing that you were saying. Cause I was like, I'm looking at Aaron's face and I'm trying to figure out if it's a mirror or not. Like <laughs> is his, is his jaw usually that way or that yeah. way? You know, like, well, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, that's a fair point. Yeah. I wonder, am I backwards? Yeah. I don't know. Backwards. Am I backwards? What side I don't is know. my hair parted on? Oh, your hair is parted on what would be your left. My right. Okay. So that's, this is actually my left. This is my left right. hand. Yeah. Okay. So that's, so that's, this is correct. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. What do you, is it, is it backwards in your screen? I can't tell. Cause you don't have a hair part in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw your, uh, your wedding ring, which you wear on your left hand True. and that's your left hand. So that's I guess sweet. that's just always your face. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's backwards yeah. for me though. Right. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, it's backwards, it's for, backwards me. My, for me. Mine is backwards for me. <laughs> this is the <laughs> most amateurish thing. It's like I hope you're people. not recording. No. Well, I definitely <laughs> am, but that's fine. It, no, it's good. It's good. Um, I want to be a, I want to be more casual. Mm. Uh, and uh, so like the the art thing you were illustrating at, did you end up liking what you illustrated? I did actually. Um, I I I was I quite liked it. I was surprised how much I liked it because I don't do that kind of thing very often. Yeah. I mean, I'd never done that, but I don't do like quick portraits of people or or right. that kind of thing. You know, um, on the spot, which is something that I didn't really realize. Um, I mean, if I had thought about it or had been questioned about it, the value would be very apparent. Um, but because I've gone down a, a trail of, towards making less representative, less re re representative art, um, I, I just like, I guess I let that uh, interest go fallow. Um, mm. but, but I haven't like stopped drawing. So my skill hadn't, right. uh, gotten, uh, slack. Um, mm. so I just got to like, I, I guess it's like any creative practice where if you get good at one part of it and then you get to transfer it to something new, mm. you get to, you know, like drawing faces is not new, but I haven't done that particular thing in yeah 
years and years and years. And the last time I did it, I didn't like how I, how I drew them, you know, where uh, I'm more, I'm more happy with my skill in that department now. So I was happily surprised by how these faces were looking as I was drawing them. Nice. Yeah. And it could also be that a little bit of, a little bit of the analytical side of your uh, brain gets shut away um, when you're do when you know you're doing it kind of live, like uh, mm -hmm. just like how, when you sing live, it's different than when you're trying to record a vocal take. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder yeah, about that. That's, I think that's a very good uh, example. Um, it's like, I mean, you and I both know, the difference between those two things um mm. i've been rediscovering it a lot more over the last couple of months trying to when i've i've taken a break now but that song a day project i was doing yeah, i love it um and then i just did yesterday um love such live an easy game to taping play. oh sorry <laughs> yeah I just, I just did that song. These are the kinds um, of awful jokes I can do when I'm talking to a friend and it's not some, <laughs> uh, you know, important intellectual that I'm uh, nervous to talk to. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, sorry yeah. about the bad jokes. <laughs> it's not a lack of respect either. It's just that uh, I know I'm not going to lose your friendship. Mm -hmm. um, sorry. <laughs> I derailed you. Yeah, I, I'm easily derailed today, P.S., um, because yesterday I did this taping. At, right. That's what I was talking about right. um, yeah. at, uh, at Metro Cinema. Um, right. And I have no idea if it went well or not. I think that it probably did. Um, but from what I've seen of the filmmaker's work, uh, but I don't know him really well yet uh but it was 11 hours of being on the whole time Whoa. i just had to keep because he wanted like camera angles and we oh, wow. we started to like we started to deconstruct the idea of what a live performance is so even though the audio was recorded in a live performance uh we like we wanted to incorporate parts of the building and, you know, get like incidental shots. And, mm. um, yeah. But it just meant that I didn't get to relax right. at all for 11 hours, except wow. for uh, he did one shot that didn't involve me. And that took about 10 minutes, but like <laughs> I didn't eat. There was no smoke oh, wow. break. There was like, oh, I yeah. scarfed down a beyond a, a banana while he was doing that 10 minute shot uh and that so, was that was it you guys so were, my you, brain were in was the, a little sorry you were in the artistic uh kind of in the artistic zone which is kind of cool yeah uh so yeah it was nice to be in that uh uh intense place again where you know 11 hours have passed and only for brief moments of dif discomfort was i aware of how long it was taking because you know, i get we that were way just working yeah. yeah i'm jealous because i, I actually have to stop I, I have to choose carefully when i go into my uh recording studio because i will stay up 
until three or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With no, uh, feeling no pain, you know, barely. I was really surprised at that. The last, when we were working on those songs before the world fell to shit. (laughs) When we were in the same room. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, you have uh, children and uh, home life and all this other stuff that feels like too much for me already. Yeah. And so for you to be willing to go later than I was willing to go, I'm like, Oh, I'm getting yeah. pretty tuckered out here. Aaron. I've got a, pro- <laughs> I've got a problem though. I don't know. I think I get, that is the one time. And I think that's honestly, see, uh, okay. So I'm thinking the focus of our chat today will be things about art and that kind of thing, because that's something okay. that I'm interested in talking about. And you're an artist in multiple ways, but uh, that is uh, as, as someone who's always removed, like and always looking at things from a hundred feet up. That's one of the few things I get right down in, like in the muck. And like, to be honest, even with my children, it's sometimes a fight to stay in the moment. Like not always, mm. but uh, that's like the only thing other than, than one other thing uh, that, that, that I, uh, you know, that I, I, I very rarely am not in the moment. In, yeah. in either, either <laughs> thing, you know, um, no. yeah. um, but, uh, I, I do, I mean, I do find it. I think you probably find too, that like, uh, doing something that f- you feel like you're made to do, or like is your, is sort of, uh, sort of just in you to do like, uh, it, it is takes energy in a different way than doing other things. Like, like uh, mm-hmm. it takes energy in a way that is a lot less kind of existentially draining or something like that. Is yeah. That yeah. Well, that, or be, maybe be, you are investing well, I, in a different way. I no, I, I find that absolutely because it's simultaneously uh, uh, fueling or feeding a, a starved uh, man, you know, it's like, most of everyday existence is um, uh, bad uh, and exhausting and draining. Um, And so these things that I love that require more focus and more uh, intense uh, intent um, uh, on the one hand, because the, require energy they should be exhausting but they're they're the wonderful feedback loop where i'm, I'm getting right. yeah. uh so i can i can go and go and go without right. eating uh, and yeah. i won't notice that the time has left and, yeah. or passed um and on like a day like yesterday because i'm i'm fairly out of practice of so I, I can i've been working alone uh but there's this added drain of like interacting with a human the whole time right the social side is different yeah i'm Um, solitary too in in my working most of the time yeah um so that but even that i didn't notice it was draining until today um so i you know i the day before yesterday i spent most of the day in the theater setting up because I had to do all the sound capture and also set up the visuals of the stage uh, and, you know, 
and I, I'm definitely not a minimalist when it comes to decorating. <laughs> um, I can't, I so can't I, tell because you have three amplifiers, two paintings, yeah. and a tapestry just in that yeah. narrow field of vision. Yeah, I, I, I like to hit my eyes with as much bullshit and color as I can. Um, yeah. So I'd spent the day setting up doing that stuff and like the visual element is a lot easier for me um sound engineering is always a right a, it's such a mystery um <laughs> yeah and and then there's the added element that i'm not used to of having i had to obscure all of the recording equipment right behind a curtain and I'm in the middle of a stage. So every time I need to tweak a level or something, I need to run yeah. and see if, oh, oh did yeah. I redline there? Yes, I did. I got to move oh, this. Oh, man, and that's so the worst. Yeah. It was, that, was, that was tedious. But then yesterday, uh, we did this 11-hour marathon. And that's only two days. But today... I was ruined. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. And I'm trying to like, I'm trying to reconcile or come to grips with or get comfortable with something that I always used to be fine with when I was younger and had no responsibilities and a much uh, lower need for an income or anything like that. Mm. Um, I don't know how aware I was of how much downtime is needed in order to absorb and gestate uh, whatever it is that turns into the stuff that we make. Um, but I naturally did it because I could be a sloth. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was way more productive and prolific mm -hmm. artistically. Okay. And as I've gotten more responsibilities and I've gotten more of an idea in my brain where I have to be working on art, the more I don't let myself have downtime, right. the less I'm actually being uh, prolific. You know, yeah. it takes me longer. And right. I mean, part of that, I'm sure, is aging, but I'm trying to build into the schedule of my days and my life that this is something to be taken seriously. This is prep, you know? Mm, okay. It's, it's a weird amorphous prep that is dangerous to respect because it can very easily turn into just yeah. like watching shit yeah. TV all right. day for weeks on end. Yeah. Just pure um, turd on the couch. Syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Like it can definitely turn into that. Uh, yeah. But there's a, a part there's a, a bit of that that is vital. Um, yeah. And in the same way, uh, I can't remember if I was telling you, like I, a few weeks ago, I guess it's been a month now, um, I uh, quit coffee cold turkey. Um, yeah. yeah, for the same reason, because I'm like, I don't have a day job. I don't have that horrible, awful piece of shit part of my day that i need to <laughs> the artificial i need to put some drug into me to get through it right um so when i'm at home and i drink coffee i don't have i'm not swinging a hammer to burn that anxiety that it builds up in me 
Um, And so it just makes me into a freak that can't do anything. Um, So I'm trying to get myself in really good shape uh, as an artistic person, you know, Uh, uh, and prioritize things that my redneck upbringing wouldn't let me prioritize because that stuff is for for pansies, you know, Um, (laughs) like need rest. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, like, cause like my grandpa and my, uh, my uncles and my dad, like if we went yeah. camping or, or just around home, like dad would love to slam the door open of my bedroom and be like, people <laughs> die in bed, you know? And I would say to him, people die at work and he'd storm out of the room. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it does highlight, it does highlight like how, uh, I don't think there's a formula for, uh, what, you know, like if, if you're an engine, if you're the, if you're the art engine, it's not like there's exactly a formula for how to keep the engine running, uh, the most kind of efficiently. I, I think, I mean, there's a formula for you, but I mean, there's not, you couldn't apply, you can't apply your formula to other people because oh yeah yeah for me i'm i'm the opposite of that like it's not i guess i could probably stand to have more downtime than i do mm-hmm. but uh when i have had downtime it's like and had the ability to have uh you know sloth and then work i don't do well with that at all like i do yeah. way, i do way better with scarcity of time and i've never found the perfect balance but I'm quite sure it would all, it would pretty much never involve uh, many like days of sloth or naps or whatever. Mm. Like, cause I just, I, I, I just get, I, I have a complete numbness that I fight the numbness more than I fight like anxiety mm. or emotion. Mm-hmm. Like a lot yeah. of people fight anxiety and, and, and have to deal with depression and that kind of thing. And I guess there's a numbness to depression, but I know that mine isn't. So like, to me, it's just this yawning numbness. That's just like, I remember when I was younger and I lived at my parents' house, I would, and I had no responsibility except for my shift work job. I would sleep way in. I would like wander around, maybe make food, watch TV. And, and I remember the sensation of my mom's key going into the door as she got home from work, like, knowing another human being was coming in and my brain would go bing and activate. And I'd realize everything I didn't do that day, the things yeah. I had meant to do that I didn't do and, and the things I should have done. And like, all of a sudden I had all this energy and it, my mom, like my, my parents thought I was probably nuts, but I ended up writing a whole bunch of songs about, uh, um, about this sleep, about a complicated relationship I had with just like sleep in every, mm. every sense of the term. Um, cause that was my, that was the bane of my existence. So I guess uh. it's just, just different for different people. Cause I definitely am more creative now that I have three children and a full-time job and a podcast and a musical yeah. project. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Still not I mean, that, productive. that totally makes sense to me. Uh, like I can relate to that, which is why I say, I was saying that, the rest and the downtime, not so much the rest, the like what to an outside observer looks like sloth mm. where I'm just like, you got to think you got a daydream. You got to let, let your brain go to places. Um, yeah. 
but it's very dangerous because I am an incredibly lazy person. Mm. Um, and I would very happily uh, lay on the couch until I died. Um, <laughs> I, not happily, but... <laughs> I would very self-hating. My, my mind would approximate some kind of uh, uh, excuse for that to happen. Right. You know, like it would start as rest and then it would be like, well, I'm so sad. And so, you know, because depression is such a uh, demon, you know, it just like it, and it's got all of these wonderful dance moves and it takes you <laughs> it knows on these you trips. Well. And, and yeah, yeah, it knows me very well um yeah i see so yeah. oh, sorry. i i'm trying to protect uh the things that i need to do to be the most efficient actually most efficient uh artist that i can be um and that's a real dance between like letting myself do that rest thing and not letting myself fall into immobility right uh and yeah that's interesting um i i feel like um i've known you through a lot of different phases of uh and uh and at this point i guess with no shows and stuff i'm, I'm i've been fairly uh impressed with what you've kind of still been able to grind out you know what you've still been doing and uh, i what comes to mind though is that i wonder like what is it i mean you're clearly serving something with what you're doing you're clearly you clearly have a sense of you know like you're not a nihilist and there's something mm -hmm. to do with like art that something in art that that is a is a life vocation like is is it the final like is it i guess you must enjoy the process and the final product but do you do you have a like a a waiting for those two things at all or is that too too specific um or do you, it, you know? it, you're gonna rephrase it or or um i i guess i'm just wondering like like there's a sense of purpose that comes from it i guess and like what hmm i guess i'm what i'm what i'm just trying to 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 move towards is not like a boring interview question of which do you prefer the <laughs> work or the final product yeah. but like what's the actual uh life force that that you're that like why do you do it <laughs> why, yeah why do you do it right um the broadest uh, possible question sorry no it, it, it's funny because i've had a version not the same question, a, a well-meaning, condescending version of that question asked of me probably six times in less than a week. Oh, sorry. Um, no, no, uh, a, different, a different version of that, but it's had me thinking about it. The version that I've been asked is, because uh, I've found myself in conversations around... Um, money uh and like i i generate more money with my visual art than with my music um but i've been 
working my bag off. Uh, just realized how crass that sounds now that I'm being recorded. Please. Um, but doing this, uh, a song a day and a drawing a day uh, and giving them to a modest audience on Instagram for free and YouTube. Um, and I, I've, I've kind of burned out a little bit because it's been, I don't know, it's been a couple of months. I guess I started, yeah, I mean, the drawings are more recent uh, that I committed to that, but the music I started before Christmas. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, the, the conversation starts with somehow in the arena of money. And then I inevitably start bitching about how I'm, I'm tired and frustrated uh, because even though I didn't start these projects for any reason other than that, I needed to do it for my sanity because I was losing it. And it's, it's easy to forget that there's only a few things that make me happy. And these are uh, oral or visual arts are the two of the things that, uh, and arguably combined one, the one thing that makes me the most happy um, and content and um, fulfilled and gives my life anything resembling meaning. Um, and so when you're sitting in your house and you don't leave ever and you have no audience to be beholden to, um, there's, and this like existential numb doom dread that is, you know, uh, part of a lot of our psyche these days. Um, I, uh, like I, I would, I wasn't being productive in recording music for an album, or, or if I picked up a guitar, which I rarely was doing, um, it would be half-assed. Um, and having an audience requires that I give it my all. Yes. Yeah. Uh, failing. I don't know if it's a fear of failing them. I feel like it's a fear of failing art. Well, I hope uh, it would be, yeah, to... or failing yourself, you know. Yeah. Putting yourself um, in a position where there's a fear of failing yourself or failing your purpose is, I think, is a really good thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, as, it, as it's much necessary. As it's terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary for everyone, uh, but there's definitely a. a, a uh, harnessing of guilt or something like that that I, it has utility for me yeah I, um oh, sorry uh no go ahead I, i've wondered if there were people who don't need that at all because i can't i kind of can't relate to that in a weird way like uh the i mean the danger of failure and then actual failure I think just need to be uh, a part of my life, uh, mm. you know, to, to, uh, it's, it's an animating like tension, you know, 
And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's so it's so animating, like, and it's so purpose filled, like without without like some kind of like sort of Pollyanna kind of uh, op- overly optimistic vision of the word purpose, but like like i mean being a dad is like uh is like feeling a constant sense of potential failure and and actual failure because it's Mm -hmm. so multifaceted and sorry i know i'm not going to make it make it all about breeding but um you know and and i think that i didn't wake i didn't start to wake up from like a from an, an overall life numbness until i had that amount of like actual failure under my belt until I had right, that many, yeah. to- you know, moments of, you know, disappointment and angst and, and, uh, t- you know, like weeping and like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Like it's pretty. And, and, and I think, uh, art has always been that for me as well. That's been like the thing where I become, you know, a, a piece of crap and, then I have to play a show. And even if it wasn't great, I'm still kind of like, okay, okay, okay. You know, like I did something, I did it. Okay. Uh, And, and you want to keep making it better, but I don't know. Um, I think you'd really like the interview I had yesterday um, Mm -hmm. with Gary Lachman from, uh, from Blondie. (laughs) Oh yeah. Right. (laughs) That's so funny to say Um, because that's crazy. We talked about, uh, well, kind of um, a sense of life, I guess. Like, uh, and it's, he's kind of, he's probably the least religious person I've talked to. And I've talked to, I've talked to atheists and I've talked to, you know, people who are more, are philosophical and not, um, not necessarily actually religious, but there's always been a Mm -hmm. sense of kind of religious about a lot of the people i've talked to and and but but his whole thing is like he's kind of got this whole stable of these crazy people um like colin wilson and um what's his name like um alistair crowley and um like um what's the oh he's friends with or i mean no 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 he's like not he's, around like but... he's not he, he didn't know colin wilson who is a prolific author in like uh the occult and all that but mm-hmm. um just like um What's the other guy? There's one more name I wanted to think of. Uh, Rudolf Steiner. And like these, just these kind of nutty people who mm. pursued a vision of life in this kind of, um, what's the word? Uh, uh, sort of like an octopus grabbing at every every bit of life they could come across, you know, like, right. Yeah. Of Steiner, yeah. Like, it was like designing buildings and he wasn't yeah. like, he designed buildings that are still around at, mm-hmm. bit, cause he was just a nut. Like he wasn't an architect, but he was yeah. just a guy who was like, Oh, there's life over there. Like, yeah, here. yeah. I don't know what I, it is. I don't know. Like it's, I, I mean, maybe it won't be around tomorrow. Like maybe it like, you know, so I've got to follow it right yeah. now. And like this sense of, and that's, that's kind of what I think of, the artistic drive as being and i feel like people probably have that outside of art and they're not get, they're not fed enough they're not fed enough like uh artsy fartsy bullshit to actually <laughs> apply it to their lives like artists we get yeah. some of this stuff just fed to us like we find these people and mm-hmm. we, we kind of latch on to certain ideas but there must be something for an accountant or whatever like i don't know these people that i can't 
always relate to where there's a sense of life and they're just not like, and maybe all, maybe a lot of them are, but I, I just, I guess, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just a sense of life that you get. And it's, it's this very fleeting flickering thing, but yeah, it's, it's like the suitcase in uh, um, uh, Pulp Fiction or something. Like you, <laughs> you've seen into the suitcase once and yeah, <laughs> and like you're looking it's, for this. Yeah, it's yeah. a bizarre thing. And I don't know how people without it uh, function. I mean, they seem to function. I, I, I don't, I don't really know how to, I don't mean to like belittle people who don't have this because it's a wonder to me that someone who doesn't have the disease of pursuing art in their mind um it's a wonder that they have joy in their lives but they generally ah you can't generalize like that um but somehow people get by without ever giving a shit about this uh the invisible uh bizarre absurd obsession um yeah (laughs) non-lucrative non yeah yeah oh that that brings me so the question that i kept getting that uh, resembled the one that you asked me. Uh, I, I had been complaining about how, because I was getting burned out, how I just, I'm, I pay to make art. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm paying for materials uh, and paying for time and I, I'm yeah. not generating an income. And, you know, it, it was petty, but I felt a little bit, miffed because i was burning out um that you know i was giving a performance every single day to an audience and when i would you know on Bandcamp friday i'd be like hey you know like i have maybe music you've been I... enjoying what i've been doing and it'll cost yeah. you like five bucks it would be like a little tip in the jar <laughs> that has invisibly been passed around every day for two months and come up empty. Um, And each time that I had that conversation, the person would have the same, uh, I think it was an attempt to be insightful or something, but they'd be like, well, if it, would you still be doing this if it wasn't for money? And I was like, what the fuck kind of question is that? Like, I have been doing it for no money for <laughs> I'm I'm a middle aged man. And <laughs> like <laughs> you are you're like, I, I don't think that the intent was to call into question whether or not I was committed to this stupid thing that I've given my entire <laughs> life to. But like. I give everything to this, you know, yeah. uh, it's a, a yawning chasm that sometimes uh, gifts me back with like, right. you know, a little uh, nod or something, yeah. but it's, it's everything. And right. when I have a lapse for a second where I'm like, Oh shit. You know, I'm a human being in a capitalist society, and I guess I need to generate some money to pay bills. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, so you're just in it for the money, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That's, uh, 
that's yeah. uh, that's Any- easy for you to say and you're like artless very well paid <laughs> job <laughs> well you should just have like uh you should have some spreadsheets uh with income versus expenditures for the last you know 20 yeah, years well, of your life i, I should probably the, have that for the tax man too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know but i mean i guess I, I i'm i'm in i think we have a lot of friends in the same boat where we are now uh either pushing 40 or in our 40s and uh have i mean had to come to terms with in some way that this is like uh that this is just kind of what comes out of us you know it's like what we yeah it's like what we have to do and and it does feed it does feed a sense of purpose in some way um and but yeah i i don't know the the money side i don't like to uh i've been told i was afraid of success before i've been accused of being oh i've been i've yeah (laughs) many many terrified of success just yeah can't and dear friends of mine who are uh, oh they're lovely like they don't successful uh, to by some metric in the art realm um have like accused me of being like afraid of selling out it's like right <laughs> this isn't some like you know 80s punk aesthetic <laughs> this is like I, I feel i have a life debt um yeah. You know, my when I when my faith evaporated, I had not no reason left to live. Um, and I found myself, uh, you know, just staring at the sky in the evenings and being like, this feels like it's supposed to mean something. And, you know, attempting to read and and but it was art that like reinvigorated my life with some mm. mystical meaning. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't understand why this matters. It's insane. It makes no sense what the thing that I'm looking at. Uh, and it makes less sense that it would matter to me, even if it did make sense to the artist, because like, who cares if I right. get a, what they're feeling? Like right. none of that should matter, but it, right. it brought something out of me. Um, and I mean, I was making art before that, right. uh, but I was like, and, you know, uh, driven in a very uh, naive way to just mm. like, I just, I just did it to do it. Cause right. I, I was told I was good, I guess, by, you know, some ants or something. Yeah. And, so well, you I, were good. I've seen the drawings on your parents' uh, walls uh, from when <laughs> you were a kid. You've always yeah, been those, those were different days. Sort of precious moments. Uh, I, w- I mean, I was better. I was a better draftsman as a young teenager really than I good. am now. Uh, uh, can't, oh, sorry. No. Throw a, a question in there, though. Um, because uh there's one thing you and i both have and that's a background uh yours more distant than mine in the christian church <laughs> in the, <laughs> the christian church the christian church the church of jesus christ <laughs> not of latter-day saints um, right but uh and i, I w- what i always felt because i i was sort of like doing art or doing my music whilst still 
attending and, 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 and you've done a lot of your most, most of your work since leaving, but I always had this weird, uh, what you were kind of just talking about. I had this weird aversion to, uh, meaning. Um, and it's, and, it, and we're talking about giving, like, we're talking about art, giving our lives meaning. And yet, uh, before I had any ability to say why, I knew that it was a good thing to obscure what the hell I was talking about in my song. Mm, mm -hmm. And then, and like, it's been this long-term journey where like, I, I listened to, I don't want to name names. Uh, I would listen to a (laughs) band, a band Mm -hmm. of some kind. uh, And then I would be like, did they have an animal in their name? uh oh actually no uh no uh, this is uh no this would be out of you uh, you wouldn't probably guess i'm talking about the shins let's just say it all right if the shins watch this or listen to this i'm so sorry but um i would listen to like a band and i'd be like okay it would seem to have that artistic thing um to it whatever that little bit of spark of of being artistic because when you're from the christian world and you're and you've heard enough christian music to realize there's no spark of (laughs) there's no spark of any kind of danger in almost any of it uh oh god kind of like there's no spark that something's new is going to come at me something i'm i'm not expecting is going to hit me uh yeah and like so anyway, and then I would listen to listen to a band for a little while longer and realize, oh no, they're just using fancy words. There's there's like there's there's a distinct meaning here. I mean, I'm talking about right. me. I'm talking about me having a fairly immature reaction. I'm not. I'm not yeah, def- yeah, yeah. I'm not defending this. children. But I would yeah. be like, you know, 20 years old, 18 years old, and be like, no, now I know exactly what he's talking about, and I realize he's just using fancier words. Um, <laughs> but I know what yeah. he's trying to say. It's just like it's just the same bullshit. It's just the same love yeah. song. And I, and I kept wanting to push and push uh, to not understand, to, to find music that had the spark that I loved yeah. where I didn't know exactly what was happening. And that was actually a mm-hmm. virtue. And then like you get into like a neutral milk hotel or something and, and like, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like, okay, okay. I don't know what he's talking about. Yes. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden it feels like you're dealing with someone who's touched the divine. And like, yeah, I don't know what yeah. that is though. Like what, like it's, it's, and I think it's actually, I shouldn't say I don't know what it is because I've thought an inordinate amount about this kind of thing where mm-hmm. I do think that uh, they're one of the things that artists do is access the imagination as an actual portal for unknown things to become to come into reality in a way but not in a way where you're like all right now you're in reality fill out this form and go take your place with the rest of my like nicely ordered uh thoughts i now understand you like there's something about things coming from your subconscious and getting put into art without getting labeled and without getting neutered or whatever, without, you know what I mean? Uh, and just, mm-hmm. just put them there. And it's kind of this, like uh, it's, it begins. And this is where like artists get flack because it was, it begins as yes, thinking um, like sort of self-consciously rejecting meaning man. And like, I'm beyond that man. Like I'm making real mm-hmm. art. Or something. It begins with this very self-conscious thing that I think is kind of immature, but it's a it's it's grasping at this thing that's like 
I don't know. Like, uh, is it is this is this landing? Is this making any sense? Yeah. I well, it, I think it's making sense. There's it's a, meaning something to me. There's um, a poem. There's a really short poem. I interrupted you. Sorry. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna respond, but you weren't done, so oh, uh, it would be rude. <laughs> uh, sorry. No. Uh, I interrupted, but no, there, there's a poem by William Blake uh, that uh, is, uh, and one of my other guests, Mark Vernon, I think quoted this in both interviews I've done with him. Uh, one is, it says, he who binds to himself a joy doth the winged life destroy. He who kisses the joy as it flies lives in eternity's sunrise. And I think uh, like it's, it is written in that kind of rhymey thing and it, it yeah. can sound cheesy, but it's, uh, that's kind of an important one to me. And another one, uh, there's this one, uh, Hind I think it's Hindu prayer. And I've said it before in the podcast, but it, I'm obsessed with it. And the beginning of it is, Oh, thou who givest sustenance to the universe from whom all things proceed to whom all things return, reveal to us the face of the true spiritual sun hidden by a disc of golden light. Um, yeah. And that reveal yeah, to us I've the face of the true spiritual sun hidden by a disc of golden light hits me every time like yeah like there's beauty out there yeah. but there's actually something hidden behind it yeah yeah and yeah sorry yeah i think that art has oftentimes uh i'm not gonna like pine for old days that i didn't live through or anything or or claim anything about the present um but it feels frequently as though popular art in most mediums um is uh am i starting this sentence the way i want to i think i'm I heading down the wrong road we can back um <laughs> delete that delete that sure. um no um i i was have i was messaging a, a younger guy today um one of the fulfilling great things about putting myself out there with the song a day thing is uh people who would have like uncomfortably slunk away after a show um have like i've started having correspondences because i'm there every day on their screen instead of you know once a month or whatever right um and there's the the that nice distance of not being in person that right. for an introvert and a shy person that's you're safe if you're just typing um so i've been having a very thoughtful conversation or a, a, a good conversation with a thoughtful uh younger uh musician uh who's been struggling through a haze of meds and other things to like rediscover uh songwriting um and so he was like explaining some of his process um to me today uh in a way to you know sort of pump me for ideas or something um you know uh, how selfish conversations are <laughs> always <laughs> um Anyway, uh, so we were having this conversation about songwriting and um, I was really taken with uh, a memory of an old rule that I had set for myself. And rules are 
uh, always uh, just kind of fence posts. It's fine to break them in the your artistic uh, pursuit, but it, it's nice to have them there as reminders. Right. You they know? crystallize the um, Yeah, and I had a rule that I would never uh, share a piece of artwork, especially a song that was about love, uh, because I was like, okay, uh, most of my favorite like 50s, 60s, 70s pop songs are about love, and that's great. But do I have a single favorite romance novel? Do I enjoy rom-coms? Like, do I not walk away actually from conversations if people are talking about their fucking crush? Like, love is a boring <laughs> thing um, in art. Right. I'll say as a caveat. Um, oh, sure. But I it's mean, like, can... it's just, it's so, such a trite thing to write about. Sure, it's the thing that changes the world and motivates us all and everything. But. The, it's it's the unknown that is fascinating to me right. um and if a love song is good it's probably on the merits that it is uh symbolic of a greater truth right or just the melody was really good right. you know <laughs> well but melodies, like, melodies say the, something too yeah i i just uh, who cares about like a cat hat Matt rhyme <laughs> about boy meets girl? Like, right. Yeah. No, I get it. Those songs it. are for teenagers. Right. And that's fine because I love me a fifties pop ballad about teenagers in love. Um, yeah. Specifically that one and others. Um, uh, or when they go around dead man's curve. That yeah. <laughs> also adds a death. Yeah. Nice when there's death. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it, death is more interesting to me because it's it's still unknown. Right. I mean, what love is, I guess, is unknown. And that's why people yeah. are captivated. But I think it's mostly that people are trying to sound poetic about wanting to fuck is what love songs are. Um, or they don't have the emotional maturity to like think yeah. about other things or something. I don't know. I, I'm sounding like an asshole, but. Well, I think we can. I, just, I think we can sufficiently uh, like tiring. preface this by saying, yeah, like we've all we've all felt that. So even though everybody mm -hmm. might be thinking about five or six love songs that they love, I I agree yeah. with the sentiment of what you're saying that you know the way yeah. the way it's been uh you know the way it's been handled a lot is, is yeah very difficult to handle. Anyway, yeah, but you made that the was a real roundabout way of uh, commenting on what you had asked or yeah. said. You know, well, about art. Uh, and, and like, I think love though, is one of those interesting things where, um, uh, I know what you mean by love, but I guess it's for, for, it's important for different artists to know where the life force is for them, right? Like there mm -hmm. can come a time in your life where all of a sudden that floodgate opens up, uh, you know, and, and I don't think you'd be closed off to that based on some old, you mean love? Yeah, love. Like you could write about it. Yeah. Well, in some I, way. I've written more love songs in the last couple of years than I have in my life uh, yeah. because I've tried to like not be a, excuse me for barfing in my mouth uh, audibly. That was not uh, planned. <laughs> you didn't plan to um, barf in your mouth? Oh. No. 
uh, yeah, just, we, we drinking bubbly agreed. water. You weren't going to barf in your mouth until 10 15. It's 10 05. Come on, man. Okay. Okay. Look at your itinerary. Um, Did you even but, print it off? No. Okay. I, I my, I'm out of ink. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, like w- what I meant about rules being, uh, just guidelines or like, it's a, it's good to remember for me so I don't get self-indulgent, you know, like, right. um, like I love my lady and I have omitted that, uh, from something that I represent artistically. Mm. Um, uh, but we are in a new phase. I've never come remotely close by a decade to how long we've been together um and so there's some mystery there to 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 talk about uh but a lot of songs aren't for an audience either you know um Hmm. so interesting uh so you have songs you've written that aren't for that uh won't be sung for an audience you think yeah yeah okay yeah I wish um, I did. I don't it's, have those. It's like a, like, I don't keep a diary. Um, and I should, I, I've tried, but it, it always ends up being, I, I know there's utility to that repetition, but my diary would oftentimes just be like, back when I kept it, it'd just be like, you know, just a list of grievances, you know. <laughs> and another <laughs> so, thing. Yeah. So instead of trying to keep an artful diary or anything, yeah. I just like I try and make something. Yeah. And oftentimes embedded in that thing is something that was only for me to discover. You know, it's uh, not for someone else. That's really I think, good. I wish I wish I did that. Oh, sorry. I wish I did that more. Keep going, you think. I, I I think I was just gonna try and say that in a more interesting sounding way. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the more like humorous uh, examples of kind of uh, art reflecting ourselves is one time. Well, Delia likes uh, to my daughter Delia, who I I never mentioned my kids by name on the podcast. So in- interesting. Uh, so anyway, you know her though, and uh, mm-hmm. she. She went through a phase of wanting to hear an original story made up right on the spot. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and yeah. So she was like, tell, tell me a story. And I was like, okay. Uh, and so I went into a variation of the frog prince. Uh, and uh, I was pretty happy with it, actually. At the end of the story, I was like, damn, that was pretty good. Like, uh, and she liked it. She actually asked me to tell mm-hmm. it again. Uh, and I should probably write it down because when I thought about it, it was like, this is the story of me and my faith. Like uh, it was, it was <laughs> ridiculous. Like the frog, he like, um, he had been living in the castle. He was the king, but then he became a frog and he was too, uh, he was too ashamed to be in the castle anymore. So he went out and, but, but he was outside the castle, but he actually didn't like the food that frogs are supposed to eat. Like he became a frog, but he hadn't developed the taste to like flies. So he like yeah. snuck back into the castle and like, I'm like, this is, uh, this is me like and there wasn't a moment of it when i was saying it that was intended to be allegorical at all yeah i was just trying like, to make a spin on a story uh, and i yeah. was like every detail of this story is yeah. a description of my personal like philosophical psychological journey and it was yeah. just it's crazy 
yeah that ah that's so exciting to me that's um <laughs> like that's mostly how i write uh, uh is improvised like that mm. um like uh, it's not my daughter asking me to tell her a story but it's like landing on a couple of chords and then just rolling with it yeah. and then the thing that comes out is usually startlingly telling uh in a way that i didn't intend um and i try and keep that spirit alive when i'm making art as well which used to be really easy for me because like i would i would sit down when i again when i was young and was able to just sit down and draw all day um it wasn't unusual for me to just draw for you know a 10-hour sitting um and like how I would, old are like, you talking when you I say would go into his zone. Um, well, at that point, it would be like maybe 16, something like okay. that. Um, like I, I was drawing uh, most of the time for most of my uh, <laughs> when I could move my hands and stuff. Uh, but for these like really intense sessions, I would go into a zone. And of course, at that point, I believed uh i i was a christian and so I, I you know i thought that i was uh communing with yahweh or something um which isn't to you know well that's a whole other conversation um <laughs> don't get me started. but I, I i would go into this zone um and just draw and draw and draw and draw and i would come out with these like incredibly intricate uh things that were rife with symbolism um and then i would read them afterwards to myself and like you know get, i'd understand some things that i didn't understand before uh because um i was i was just you know scraping the bowl of my head out and Man. shaking it onto a plate and then i was like okay well that that stuff was obscured in here and now it's it's there and so i can make some sense of it and so that was a very very important part of my uh, well-being and my art making um and then i moved to edmonton and then i started to get encouraged uh, to pursue professional art. Um, not that I hadn't made some sort of an income when I was younger through art. I'd been doing that, like selling drawings and stuff, but like getting art grants and okay. trying to make public art and those kinds of things. Mm. And those are, I, I don't want, if, if other people who do that are like, getting off and finding meaning and that kind of thing. That's great. And my experience is it, when I have had opportunity to do that, the long lasting experiences have been really good. Uh, but the process of going through that bureaucracy is, pardon me, I'm burping in the mic. Um, no right. bubbles when podcasting, <laughs> flat water only. Oh, I never <laughs> thought about that. Yeah. Um, the the bureaucratic process of trying to get grants or get approved for they always require that you explain 
the art that you intend to make to them, mm. which is anthemic. Wait, am I saying that word right? Endemic? <laughs> Endemic. Um, it's not an anthem. Uh, uh, it's counter to the whole right whole process and whole uh, uh, mystery of making art to me. Um, because I would have to tell them what I was going to make. And why the hell would I make it then? Because I already, <laughs> you're asking me to explain the lesson that I learned through uh, making it yeah. and I haven't made it yet. So why would I bother? Uh, so it ended up being this flat thing where I, I finally figured out a way where I could go through that process inside of my mind and sketch things out in that fluid state. And like, yeah. and then I would compile those things and right. be like, okay. And so in my mind, it was made already. And okay. I, I got that thing. Yeah. And so it wasn't like, it wasn't bullshit that I was proposing to them, right. but it was really hard to get to that point. Right. It required me to propose a lot of bullshit um, <laughs> because I would have to come up with something artistic yeah. and meaningful. And like, I, I don't, I don't make things to say things. I make things to learn things. Um, okay. And art is yeah. always a question to me. And, mm the trouble that I've gotten into is always from people who think that I'm making a statement and <laughs> they don't understand why I make art. Uh, right. And it's, I, I have nothing to tell people. I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn something. Yeah. Um, That's right. Of course, there's times that you deviate from that and you, you know, you have a little bit to say. Right. Um, but for as far as like the sacred aspect of art making right. for me, it's right. It's that. Um, well, and it's really interesting that you say the word sacred because, um, you know, when you when you talk about the grant grant applications and having to say what you're going to do, um, that that just sm smacks of uh, modernism to me. Like I, I think about modernism. I, I don't know. Like I don't want to get too philosophical or whatever. But there is this kind of faithless anti-sacred element to our default mode of thinking i think and and i'm and i'm not saying sacred mm -hmm. in like a uh a, a religious or or especially not in some kind of prescriptive way um but like there is a very uh well i mean i guess there, there's this there's this notion that the end must be known to our actions like uh and it goes way beyond just art um it's like the and i'm not anti-science and i'm not anti whatever but like um you know my what bothers me about um even atheism is not that people don't believe in god i couldn't care less uh, in a, in a way about that. It's the fact mm -hmm. that it's, it's when it becomes, we must not believe in, in this, that like, right. it's, it's actually important that the end, that we know what the end is. If we don't know what the, you know, we, if we don't, if we don't decide and prescribe what the end must be, 
then mm-hmm. our whole process is suspect. But I'm I'm flipped inversed in, in my brain. Where right. I'm, if I know what the end must be, the process is bullshit. You know, I mm-hmm. I am then I'm an autonomous uh, uh, automaton automaton. Yeah, I can't say. You know what I mean? That's yeah. when I'm an automaton when I know right. exactly what my end must be. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's this, it's this reverse thing where it's like, oh, you believe in like some sacred or spiritual realm, uh, you know, oh, you're, you know, you're a slave to that or whatever, but I'm like, right. I, I'm a slave when I, when there's a, a conclusion that I must reach. And I'm really, I, I, this is sounding so much more, uh, like, uh, religious than I want it to sound. It's, it's not that uh, it's, it's kind of in, in, in a way religion has done as, well, I've probably been worse, honestly, than any kind of science I, I would, or, or atheism at creating this. I think religion is actually far more suspect uh, in this thing of yeah, uh, yeah, of prescribing the final definition of things in this kind of yeah, in the realm like of from, imagination. From someone who actually walked away from that from a religious tradition um i am much more bitter towards uh what those institutions have how they have uh undermined and uh, gutted and monetized the idea of uh wonder uh yeah absolutely uh but i'm i'm just as cynical uh, or nearly as cynical about uh, as you are um, atheists as defined by atheists, you know, yeah. like I don't believe in God, right. uh, but I don't have the fucking hubris to say there's no God. I mean, how can you speak about the unknown like that? And even it's, that it's completely, uh, uh, it's just absurd to me to think the, I guess because I'm an idiot and I don't, uh, um, I can't pick through the data to come to such a final conclusion. Yeah. Um, It's, it's troubling. Um, But yeah, there's just a general in Western society, there's a general uh, utilitarian approach to uh, the destination. You know, and yeah. of course, there's yeah. like all kinds of like cutesy little phrases to to reclaim the wonder. Like it's not about the destination; it's the journey, man. <laughs> the journey, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, I, and I think that it's is the, the journeyman. Thing. It's the journeyman. We've got the most. We've probably got the most sort of conceptual infrastructure for that kind of thing of of any time in history maybe any culture you know there's right. so much ted talk bullshit about uh you know um sorry no offense ted talks but there's <laughs> this is this is my there problem. goes your sponsorship <laughs> dang it this is my problem with inspiration though it's because things that are inspiring um often you know when i i don't know how to describe it like you you sort of you look around and you realize there's way more inspiration going on in this society than there is good shit being done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. that's not even, oh, this is not, I don't, I don't want to get into one of these cynical art. Right. Right. I don't want to, yeah. be that guy. There, there could, there's probably more great art being done right now than ever in the history of the world. And I just, I, you know, I, I, I just mean like 
the outlets of, of inspiration seem totally disconnected uh, from where like good things come from. I guess that's more what I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm not going to make a statement about amounts of good art, but I would make statements about amounts of inspirational things being like, mm-hmm. and, and we've all like, it's been like, I think it, the nice thing about this era is that it's come to this point where it's, it's obvious to everyone now. Like we've all seen the Instagram post where mm-hmm. it is like uh, a sexy girl in yoga pants. Uh, or like, yeah, I've seen that one. Or even in like a, <laughs> even in like lingerie and the thing and the, and you know, it's like a quote from uh, Mark Twain or something <laughs> on it. At, oh or, yeah. Or underneath oh, it. Man. And it's like an inspirational quote and it's, and, and you're just like, wow, the value, the actual like value of inspiration is at an ultimate all time low. And I would rather, uh, you know, I would be more likely to be interested in the art of some conflicted, tortured person who in the, in the forest, the misty forest of their mind uh, saw a little glimmer of light go that way. And just huh. ran at it because, like, what the hell else am I gonna do in this misty forest? Like, I've got to, I'm gonna go find out what that was and and try, you know, and try and transmit that or something. Yeah, I like, I've I don't know. Oftentimes, wonder why, uh, why the attraction lies there because I, I, uh, I definitely feel similar. Um, like for a bit, um this is going to sound like a justification, but it it's genuine. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I like the, the ass shots on Instagram uh, <laughs> for what they are. Um, <laughs> you don't subscribe. Uh, you just, but no, but I, I, I want to give an honest answer as to how I came across this. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not like hiding it. I just can't think of how I came across. Um, there was a pole dancer I started following uh, and she, I had to make a conscious decision to follow uh, because she was like making all of these like uh, attempts at uh, depth in the things that she was writing and stuff um, and sounding very interested in, in health, uh, uh, in mental health and in, uh, uh, spiritual things and that, and I realized that there was a, a bigotry that I had uh, where I was like, "Well, how deep can a pole dancer really get?" Right. You know, like you can get a deep pole dancer for a pole dancer, but I was like, "That's yeah. that's pretty insulting." Considering right. like I have had a for half of my life at least have been trying to reclaim sexuality my own sexuality right from the the bored yeah. tight clasp of uh yeah. of, of christianity um and right. so who how dare i undermine right. this this woman with a gorgeous body uh yeah. because i'm looking at her body first right um yeah it's i mean it says something about you probably first yeah right? <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so i tried to challenge that by following her um and i did i i did for a few months um 
but I didn't get where I hoped that I would get. Uh, Eventually, like, uh, she started getting, like, I guess because she her account was monetized or something. She started getting more and more plastic surgery and stuff. And I was like, I was still challenging myself. I was like, think of Genesis P orange. Think of like how augmenting your body isn't wrong, but I, I just, it was such a superficial uh, augmentation that I, I struggled and I was like, I, I'm thinking about this too much. I got to just. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> if, it, if it's analytical, you know, because I know what you yeah. mean about Genesis Peorge, where there was something there, there was a life force in Genesis's work that mm-hmm. was very non-analytical, right? You're not like you're, it, it wasn't, it wasn't forcing you to pretend you saw something. Yeah there and, and i mean that, and that's a that's a personal thing right even even your even your decision yeah. doesn't necessarily reflect on that that account and i know what you mean like i i, I do i do certain things or like one of my purposes with the podcast is to really search for um these voices that would have been prohibited to me you know in, in a younger in a younger day and that's why i've mm-hmm. had uh that's i mean uh connor habib who was on the show is the yeah. example of that and he is a gay uh pornographic actor um was he has i don't think he does it at all anymore now he's an author and stuff but like uh mm-hmm. you know just like just when when you can approach these things with honesty there are those outlets of there there are those those people that are like you know this throws my conditioning for a loop enough that I know like it's important to, 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 to follow this. And yeah. And, and there, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, but you, but you do have experiments in it and it's not always successful, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. That was a, I've, I've gone down a couple of those ones. Cause like, you know, I, I find it's a lot easier. Um, I mean, I've, I've found like, great value in 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 listening to your conversations with connor and with uh, uh buck buck angel uh, that was buck angel one. yeah um transsexual but that as someone who isn't uh mired in the uh the swamp of um sexual conservatism or, or something like that um that wasn't hard for me to like right. it wasn't life-changing I, it was just like yes right. this is a great conversation i'm enjoying this right. um where as a largely uh heterosexual man um i have to challenge myself as uh, with the notion that uh a porn star can also be intelligent uh a female porn star because when i go to look at porn i'm not looking for conversation right and so there's a part of my mind that needs to be altered you know it needs to be corrected it needs to be um where it's easy for me not because connor is a man but because if I was to watch his porn, I would be less specifically tantalized. Right. Um, and so yeah. uh, my, that part of my brain wouldn't be clouded or something. See, I don't know. This, We're in dangerous waters here. No, I know. I know. I was going to say <laughs> this, this is like, but this is good stuff because I, I do think it's um, I think I just clipped. That's, that's annoying. I hope I haven't been clipping this whole time. Um, but I think that it, I mean, I, I really don't want to be 
uh, the person who pretends that we don't have these completely ignoble things that go on in our head. And it's, it's mm -hmm. exactly, it, it's kind of the same, uh, it, it ties into this modernist conversation too, because there are just a lot of assumptions that, you know, there is an ideology that we're almost born with that yeah. um, I think uh, in the modern age, there is pressure to make it look as though we've never had that stuff. And, or if we did, we don't now, you know what I mean? Like I never, I, I, I never thought that women weren't as uh, intelligent as men, or I never thought, yeah. I mean, I, like I, uh, that's a, that's a harsh one. Cause I actually don't think I really, <laughs> I don't think I ever thought that women were less intelligent than men, but, but, you know, I never had a bias against female uh, erotic. Right. Women. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and I, I think like going that, back in time and uh, uh, retroactively applying the lessons that you have learned or are supposed right. to have learned right. in polite society now, yeah. applying that to your younger self instead of just admitting like, hey, you you were born unable to walk or talk. So right. like all of those other things had to be picked up at some point and you didn't have yeah. it beforehand. Yeah. You know, and, and you're given a lot of stuff. And so I, I, I really, I think that the, the element of danger in, uh, you know, in, in conversations about these things is, is worth it. I mean, I wouldn't have a conversation, honestly, if I knew that someone was going to come on the show and might, uh, you know, I don't know. Like I, I, I would feel, I would feel strange having a conversation with someone who I thought was a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> about those things. Right. Cause we've all had those. And then uh, yeah. it sounds like you're on the same page. And then at a certain point you're like, Oh shit. Oh like, God. <laughs> oh, oh no. those are so scary. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> you're like, Oh, we're talking about the real stuff now. And then you're like, yeah. Oh, I have to run away now. And yeah. Uh, and, oh and God. Sponge this from my mind. But did I, I don't know. tell I appreciate you. It. Did I... Just a, a one of the most extreme versions of that in my life that experience uh i think i might have told you about uh the um when i w was had my time on the internet uh where uh my art was uh, and myself were being called into question yeah um i i found it very hard to go out in public or to play shows or even attend shows because it's a small scene. And I felt very sure that, um, I mean, I don't think the term cancel culture had been uh, right. coined yet, but we were headed in that direction and I didn't want to be, um, I was scared of some self-righteous Nazi puncher thinking, well, I read something and so I've decided that because of what someone else said, he's a Nazi, so I'm going to punch him. Like I thought right. I was going to get hit because uh, I made uncomfortable art. Right. Um, and so I was having a hard time going out. Anyway, I ended up braving. There was a, uh, a fundraiser. Um, I can't remember what group the 
fundraiser was for, but it was right when Trump got elected and it was to try and like ease the pain of people who are feeling affected by that election. They're, you know, doom got real heavy for, for, was I at that? I think I might know what you're talking about, but anyway, um, Matt, I think from mangled tapes, put it on uh, and it was like, it was supposed to be a night of like, just, you know, because a lot of people were freaked out, and even though we're north of the border, it was still like yeah, it was still heavy, lives. and yeah. Um, so I didn't want to let my I didn't want to let my new anxiety uh, keep me from the things that felt important to be a part of in my community. Um, the, I was being accused of being exactly the person that I could be more and more perceived as, as I was being too afraid to go to important things. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, why isn't he showing up if he's such a good guy, you know, it's <laughs> right, like, right. but because it was that kind of an event, I knew that the people there, there would be a higher ratio of people who might think that they know this guy in a negative light and so my anxiety was higher right anyway i've set the stage i went outside for a cigarette i was you know i did that a lot that night (laughs) (laughs) um and a a guy i know came by with a guy i didn't know and he was like oh hey this is smoky he's that guy i was telling you about who's having that hard time on the internet and the guy was like, yeah, man, that's, I'm really sorry to hear about that. That's, it's really bullshit what they put you through. And, and I was like, ah, oh, thanks. You know, it was, you know, I've, we're all figuring stuff out. And, uh, but then the more he talked, the more he established that it wasn't bullshit because they misunderstood me and judged me. It was bullshit because they weren't white people and they shouldn't have a voice or a say and then he started talking about like uh the generations of nazis in his uh in his family and stuff and i was like whoa whoa man we are not relating at all oh that is like you think you think that what they were saying was bullshit because what they were saying was accurate but Uh. not wrong or something oh, <laughs> it, was, oh, it was so I can't fucked imagine. up that's horrible i just wow. i started shaking because i was like i've left the house and, and now i've what... entered into a whole new hell you know? oh. i'm like so so not not only do my peers i think not relate to me anymore but the new people that think that they relate and i mean this wasn't like a whole oh. community it was one guy yeah. But it was symbolic for me in the in the moment because oh, I was man. like still going through all that gross uh, transition of into yeah. a new reality. Uh, um, but yeah, that being in that conversation, that kind of conversation where you think whew, that you're like that's you're, you're trying to navigate what you have in common, then then you realize that there's like these two major pillars that are. Uh, polar opposites <laughs> yeah wow uh, that's intense uh i can't imagine yeah, yeah. I, I i mean i i i guess i've never that's an extreme example of the type of story i was thinking of yeah but uh 
yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, I mean something. i've never had a version of it quite that extreme since no um, i've just had this but of... that was one where it was like there's there's something like it was awful but it was also like it was extreme so it was there's a lot to learn here like right a lot to learn about how how much about how i am perceived uh is um special and should i protect and how much of it is like uh do i have to dog whistle more to like people that i'm not totally not aligned to right like because i i don't i don't like sloganeering you know like i believe that black lives matter but i won't put a sign up and i won't say i won't scream it you know, right. um, and I think before all of this stuff happened, maybe I would have been more inclined, but I'm 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 afraid of slogans. Right. Um, right. But well, perhaps very... perhaps I need to lean harder again the way I did into. I mean, it's just left and right is so fucked up now. Yeah, no, it is. There's oh. there is a skepticism about a skepticism that creeps in uh, uh, because all narratives are so polarized uh, mm-hmm. now. And I, I mean, I hate to even use that term because it's, you know, but mm-hmm. the, like I, I have lately been see now I, I'll, I'll just, I'll venture into political incorrect, politically incorrect territory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have, I've been growing a little bit skeptical about the lockdowns for COVID-19 and like that's just i mean it's a it's a light it's a light skepticism it's not a i i'm i i yeah. would never like we accidentally went downtown yesterday when that rally was happening for uh the uh, the anti-mask you oh know, yeah 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 down rally and i i was just mortified to to be anywhere near it uh, but at the same time i'm like i'm now in this position where i'm like there may come a time where and I don't want to say it will happen, but there may come a time where I think that the lockdowns should be lifted a lot more than they are. I it it bothers heretic. It, yeah, well, it bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me that that the big box stores are going to survive. I feel like we were just getting to a point where local businesses, mm-hmm. smaller businesses, handmade businesses with locally sourced things and organic yeah. things we're really getting a foothold and you could find some really good ones that sometimes you could even afford to eat at or go to or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, it was really kind of becoming this nice thing where people were valuing this stuff and all that stuff's going to get, you know, a lot of that stuff is it's going to get really thinned out. The ones who survive are the ones who are super, super smart. And so I wouldn't be surprised if before too long, uh, I'm not in favor of the types of lockdowns we have. Uh, yeah. And so, but when you, this is the problem is when you get, when you have, when I have that opinion, uh, there is no venue to be like, to, to express that because. The, well, the venue, and the, the venue it's not even an opinion it, yet. It's like, a no, question. it's like, it's a thought. You can't, you can't entertain <laughs> yeah. it. So like the, the, the man yelling about uh, the commandments of Jesus Christ at the legislature, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and I asked Aubrey, I was like, does that man sound like a loving man? <laughs> he was like, no. He's like, I want to go knock the microphone out of his hand. I'm like, good for you. Uh, we're not going to do that. But uh, anyway, eight years old. But yeah. 
anyway, I was just like, you know, I, I cannot throw my hat into the ring with that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, and, right. uh, and so what, what do you do with those things? I mean, this is a much more minor thing. I mean, the issues I, you know, the issues that you were dealing with in your art were much more fundamental to the, you know, uh, to the fabric and history of our, of our nation. Um, and, uh, and so they were just historically accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and processing some, you know, genuine generational, uh, trauma. Um, yeah. But, uh, anyway, that's, that is the problem is that again, the end everybody's like i know the end of where you're you know it's the slippery right yeah and this is the thing i grew up with the slippery slope and i always thought that the slippery slope was you know that's good you got to watch out for the slippery slope you got to stay on the high road don't go to where the slope starts the slope (laughs) it's slippery and and i'm just like but if you consider the slopes in most things and the pit is here with the white supremacist anti-mask uh, anti-lockdown guy who will you know cough on you on purpose uh, right but all, all along the way you know who knows what kind of insights there are and i, I shouldn't choose that uh particular one but in anything where people mm. say there's a slippery slope you know like the satanic panic like there's a slippery yeah. slope you play that dungeons and dragons and you're gonna end up yeah. but you leave the back door open for demons uh and i really feared demons Uh, you know i did fear demons i did too i i I may still fear demons just this much yeah i Um, think i might have a bit of that residue (laughs) i think you have a demon personally but you know you just won't deal with it but anyway um yeah i mean that's my defines me the slippery slope thing removes any kind of interesting wisdom and slant that you could get on things, which is why I feel like what we need is kind of real postmodernism where mm-hmm. um, like, you know, we need, we need, we need things where we, we kind of realize we can pluck the, the good stuff from uh, a lot of places that aren't, you know, considered like taboo places we could you know i don't know like there's an there is an inherent danger in it and slippery Mm -hmm. slippery slopes exist but slippery slopes really exist when you're an ideological when you're an ideologue when you're a religious person um and you're just leaping from savior to savior you know yeah yeah that's where this that's where the slippery slope exists because you know uh, anyway I don't even know if yeah. I'm well no I I agree with you rambling. um I I agree I I'm th- that's why I'm a, you know very wary of slogans uh yeah uh, that's kind of what inspired like, what I was saying yeah it's you know uh dogmatic fundamentalism almost killed me once yeah um and it's I'm a not, slogan I'm, not going to let it uh not going to let a new form of it as well meaning as it seems uh inadvertently get into my life i i I want to i want to live in this world uh and navigate it with my senses and not because i've been told i want to learn my lessons right i don't want to be taught right you know does that make sense yeah no, it does. Like, cause, cause the slogans, 
slogans are this form of inspiration that um, kind of puts out all the little, they, they put out little fires. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I don't know how to describe it, but I, I remember maybe not slogans, but I'm thinking more of like little sayings and turns, clever turns of phrase. Because when you're young and you start to be like, I have a hard time thinking that gays are going to hell. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, that, then some real kind, soft spoken, you know, Christian leader will put it, his arm around. They'll you. have a little rhyme for you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. Uh, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, these things you can Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, yeah. God is love, but he's also just, you know, uh, or whatever. And uh, yeah, I, just these little things that get stuck in your head. And I guess that's, I mean, we're, we're actually talking about two different things in a way, because that's, that's not exactly slogans. Uh, I think the slogans you're talking about are sort of very low resolution things um, that uh, like very low resolution things that sound good, but they have these, this huge yawning uh, potential behind, like they have this massive diversity of, uh, of good and bad that are, that are right. Right. They're just, they're so ambiguous. Uh, They're so, they're so blunt in how non-ambiguous they are that they, but they also, yeah, they're just so, it's such a mess and they're unnecessary because it's like all of a sudden the, the whole battle becomes about grammar where it's like, no, all lives matter. Like, okay. So now that's the two sides. It's not even about people anymore. It's It's about like, well, what does black lives matter even mean? It's like, well, now we've completely lost the point. You know, there's a really important thing to be learned and to be said here. And you're, you're fighting about whose slogan is better. Like just, yeah, I guess that that is, that is so because I mean, unequivocally, irrevocably black lives matter beyond you know you know in in a in a sacred sense i mean it's that's Mm -hmm. that's the that's the the thing that's so frustrating about the 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 movement and the argument over it is that you know it's such a sacred idea uh you know lives mattering lives mattering yes and and yeah. black lives mattering and you know like yeah obviously and so anyway i don't know these things are tough are we going to put this out on the internet there johnson <laughs> um it's i mean i i love yeah it. i don't know yeah um um I mean, we're just talking about slogans. I've already established that I think that Black Lives Matter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, and uh, the doors are open now. But, uh, you know, and yeah. like... How, have we been going too long to change oh. uh, subjects? No, not because for me. We, the, the only issue that I have with this subject is that, like, I, I don't... I'm not a... a we're we're two white guys first of all yeah and i have no speciality in this field at all so even if i think that i'm contributing to the conversation i'm probably just being stupidly redundant 
Well, um, I was more I was more thinking about the conversation about uh, the slippery slope and the polarization and, and yeah, how, yeah. how difficult it is to want to align yourself. I mean, y- you know, ourselves with anything. And, and when I'm on, you know, when I'm thinking about what I want to put out into the world, what kind of words I want to put out into the world, uh, I, I typically avoid... Um, I don't know. I, I, okay, so I'll, I'll say that what I feel um, whenever I get mired into these kinds of thoughts and my fingers go to, I mean, conversation is different, but when I, when my fingers go to the keyboard and I'm in my Twitter or I'm on my Facebook or something, I think uh, in a very real way, all of us are in a fog um, in terms of uh, morality and we are in a fog that was created very largely by Christianity where we are moralistic. We are naturally moralistic. I mean, and, 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 you know, like everybody's different. Maybe you're not moralistic, but I think we, I think that my life is, is partially characterized by resisting some kind of, uh, some kind of moralism. And the reason is that we don't have like deep down, we don't have this, this love of mystery. We have this um, mm-hmm. almost like automatic and annoying um, and robotic um, condition yeah, yeah, yeah. in our brains yeah. that tells us that we know in some way what a black person is that tells us we know in some yeah. way what a woman is that we know in some way what i am, right you know and yeah. that there's this spirit like and i think of it as spiritual i don't yeah. think i don't think the word spiritual is necessary but there's something down in in you know the basement of our minds it's like it's what we call knowledge it's it's it, you know like that that what we are even characterizing as knowledge is not is not correct and so that's why I pursue this kind of like philosophical and and verging on unfortunately inspirational sounding stuff that I am trying to unseat people's view of themselves. I'm trying to say like mm-hmm. I'm trying to say like you're a huge mystery, and one of the reasons me you, you yeah I have no fucking me? idea what is going on with you. <laughs> No, uh, but no, you, everyone is a massive mystery. And at the very least, you can approach yourself as a mystery because of how dangerous you can be, you know, uh, because right. of how much you can contribute to bad things, uh, just because mm-hmm. of how deceivable we are and how, uh, you know, if people get a hold of our sense of, of moralism uh, they can make us do things. They can make us, I mean, then the amount of hate that's out there from all sides and all people and the, the amount of justification people feel in their hearts for, uh, for unleashing on other people, something that they would never feel was appropriate to be unleashed on them. Yeah. Yeah. This speaks to some people are kind just of primed and ready to, yeah. Yeah. It's the death of intuition. It's the death of transcendence. It's the death of wisdom. 
and uh, I don't want to be involved mm-hmm. in in it. And I yeah. and, and unfortunately, this is it's frustrating because I feel like the the two ways that you can attack it are through art that through art, which you never know if anyone's ever going to see it. And also having a message in your art is kind of bullshit anyway. So by mm-hmm. just doing art that embodies this sense of the transcendent mystery of the human experience, uh, that's one way. And then the other way is sort of through discussions and philosophy, which are inherently prohibitive to people who don't like to talk about this stuff, which I fully understand. Like some people don't Mm want to talk about this stuff. You know, people like some of your family members that you grew up with, you know, your grandpa or whatever, who could build a, you know, beautiful thing out of wood, uh, and maybe not even explain exactly what he was doing. You know, like the people with those kinds of those beautiful people with those kinds of minds. Uh, yeah, their, their wanna... strengths and skills require that they don't think about these things. Right. And so how do you get people to, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's just, it's a sense of, and, and the anti-woke conversation, and we just kind of had a, a, a little mini version of that anti-woke conversation is where so many people end, you know, and they think it's actually like the woke movement or, or conservative conservatism. Yeah. Like they want, there's this, and that's another thing we've inherited is this sense of the enemy. Like this, the mm-hmm. modernist, the modernist sense is Jesus and Satan, you know? Yeah. And... But yeah, it's it's so deep in the framework of how we think. Like, not only were we raised Christian, but our parents were raised Christian, and the uh, the greatest part of the society that we had access to uh, was uh, built by Christians. Yeah. Uh, like uh, the the influence is so so deeply. Now, I, I don't want to come off as railing against Christianity specifically. It's just yeah, like ahead. how it's been harnessed uh, yeah. and integrated. Um, I guess this is all kind of echoing the, the lack of mystery or, or wonder conversation that, that uh, we started. Um, yeah. Well, and yeah, it's uh, dismantling that's so so vital it's so important and so difficult Difficult. Um, so difficult you know like the uh the um i'm always reticent to talk about (laughs) this stuff um um the the experiences that i've been allowed to be a part of with my adopted cree family um has been so vital to me uh, regaining a sense of wonder and mystery in this world because none of that, none of that scaffolding or uh, framework is there. It's, it's a, it's on, on the ground in reality, in history, Christianity did the number on it, (laughs) on the people. Uh, But its influence on uh, the, the the traditions and the ceremony and all of that stuff. Um, that stuff survives. It yeah. It didn't. It 
none of this grew out of that, you know, right. like their it, culture, it, their culture is not a reflection it, of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's it's it has no. It is of this ground and Christianity is not right, you know. Um, if it has meaning for you here, I guess it has utility. Um, but I feel so much more, um, I feel so much less lost as a person who lives on this plot of land, uh, now that, um, uh, there's, there's some, some uh invitation to to learn from learn from people who learn from the land from this right. land yeah. you know yeah um like none of the traditions that i grew up with uh ge were generated here right I mean, um yeah i was generated here um and so there's a i, I could i never felt right you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, there's such, there is such a huge tension. There's a constant tension. And like, uh, I, I think that, uh, 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 Western culture has been, uh, causing so much cognitive dissonance in people's minds, um, and has all of these, uh, kind of feedback loops that keep people blaming each other and themselves. Like, uh, you know, you know, de depression, people can blame it on, on something. And uh, I don't know how to, how to describe, but I, I mean, it's not surprising that we have such a massive uh, amount of depression in, in kind of Western culture. Right? Oh because yeah. I don't know how anyone isn't depressed. It's a blessing when you're not like it, it's, it's not that you are better or you've done something better. It's just something in your chemistry or your conditioning. Yeah. Didn't, didn't kick you down that particular shithole. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I, and I thank goodness for that, but for myself, I mean, uh, cause I haven't mm -hmm. suffered from depression. Uh, and, but anyway, um, my point, is like we've got this system it's 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 pretty airtight it's it's a little terrarium where uh or that's not the right word what's the one that's sealed um where uh anyway it doesn't matter but but the the more the the moral framework that we have um this black and white moral framework depends on sin like right absolutely needs it and Mm -hmm. gets off on it like you will never see a more passionate and inflamed person than an old lady railing against sin they just love it yeah uh, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing there, uh, yeah and there's a glee you know yeah. they're doing what now you know like yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't get any sense of that punitive uh, kind of weirdness from indigenous culture. And, and but I that, I can't speak on that. But I guess I can just right. say that we have this this uh, just extremely dissonant culture in Canada. And I really do think that the way forward is to reconnect, you know, and and humbly reconnect with 
the, yeah. the people yeah. who, who know what's up here, you know? Uh, yeah. And yeah, like I've, I've, I run the risk of sounding like a, a goddamned hippie. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Safe space. But I, I, I really do feel um, that part of the, the, the sickness and the curse of this uh, of this society is the lack of connection to the ground underneath the concrete that we laid. Um, uh, I, I, I think that we are a part of it. Um, and we need to listen to the people who are, who were here before the concrete. And of course those actual people aren't around, but their teachings have survived mm -hmm. in the ancestors of the, or in the descendants yeah. of those people. Yeah. Um, Generational. And yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, like I'm, I can't. I can't. I've got no lessons in this arena because I am a. I'm a complete novice. I'm a lucky student. Um, I. Uh, I'm just grateful to. To have opportunity to to. Feel less uh, lost in the only place that I've ever lived. You know. Um, yeah. It's a big big thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a, it's a form of redemption when, when you can feel, uh, and th this is like, I, I'm a person who has never felt at home <laughs> anywhere, really. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't even know. Because you're a ginger? Because I'm a ginger, <laughs> yes. Because I'm the spawn of Satan. Uh, because I don't know. It's just, a, it's just a personality thing. And it's about, I mean, it's about all the dissonance created in my in my uh upbringing but like if you can you know it doesn't necessarily have to come through indigenous stuff but i think that 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 is the strongest way uh that you know that their their version of spirituality and all that but if you can feel at home uh through anything you know if you can feel a sense of being present and grounded and right at home in your own if you feel at home, even in your own consciousness, I think that's just something to like stop and be in like, yeah, not, not even analyze it. And I, I do think that art can create that at its best. Um, and it's what I want. If I can create anything in the world for other people, like if I was ever going to be evangelical about something, it would just be like wanting people to feel at home in in themselves and, and and like and 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 it's so important that i almost don't care where it comes from you know like or right yeah or what slogan or whatever yeah. and it's so individual it's so individual that slogans obscure it you know for some people uh so, mm -hmm. you know they'll people yeah they're, they're, we're looking for formulas all the time we're looking for yeah yeah exactly like i i was i was about to uh, interject and double down with the the importance that that I I 
in the last couple of years, the, the things that I've been um, learning from my, from my new family. Um, but, and I, I've got like little cute things that I can say about that, you know, like uh, doubling down on, like if you have a, uh, for myself, I kind of liken it to having like a, if you have a, a map of a mountain range, it, you know, it, it's not going to get you through uh, a, another mountain range, you know, right. or if you've got a list of like uh, edible plants for survival and you're in a different country right that doesn't have those plants none of that knowledge is useful right um and so i i feel like that transfers here as well right but sure. not not everyone uh, requires the same lessons that i right. feel that i am requiring right now um so like i i had a chance to like start create start spewing my new rhetoric uh <laughs> right um yeah it's so it's easy like, to do because I, I i'm wired to want to clamp down on, right. on something that feels like truth we are we this all are true you know yeah yeah, yeah. and and like it it is kind of fundamentally discouraging and i think about this all the time uh it's fundamentally discouraging to tell someone that nobody can help you <laughs> you know what i mean like or like that's not exactly it right. but it's like that they're there to tell someone especially when you're from a christian society there's no savior for you you know uh <laughs> like uh you know i mean there's no human person and no human system that is guaranteed to give maybe there is a system for you and i honestly think some people come up through that same system i came up through and end up as the best possible version of themselves not necessarily that they're not perfect but they would probably mm -hmm. have been way worse off anywhere else in the same right. system that caused me to be uh this conflicted person you know feeling like i had multiple personality syndrome that's a bit over dramatic but uh yeah so it is it is sad to tell people in a modernist society that there's no formula that there's no ideology it's not a matter of hopping on hopping from ideology to ideology until you get to the right one it's actually yeah. about realizing that um on all of those stones you're hopping on to try and find something solid that's not going to move there's this light yeah. emanating from around them in, a di in different places and, and nobody else can see the light you can see between the cracks of these stones and you have to follow. And sometimes you have to dig pretty deep, you know, to find what's going to free you from the, yeah, yeah. Cycle, you know, yeah. uh, from the idea yeah. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. And I, I've definitely had to uh, combat that in myself in this, particular arena it's like joe my cree dad he he likes to joke and uh, uh he gets in shit for using the language that he was raised with but he he likes to joke uh, oh here's my white son he wants to be an indian um <laughs> and 
and it, you know, it, it's, it's just ribbing and it's, it's fun and it's, it's his way of including me. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, well, no, I, I, I want to, to continue pursuing who I am, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to be anything other than what I'm becoming. Um, right. and I don't want to, uh, as much as as rich and vital as the lessons are that I'm learning in this tradition, I don't want to adopt this as my new Christianity. You know, right? I don't. Yeah. It's you know, like there. It's it's grand and vast and exciting and so yeah. uh, so rich with mystery, uh, especially because I don't speak the language. I only know right. like five words so far, just shameful but um it's uh i it's still what am i trying i i think that uh, there's so much to learn from from history uh and i don't mean written history i mean like you know from traditions and and those kinds of things but i a fundamentalist or a, a priest if you will in any particular practice uh runs the risk of uh living in the past mm-hmm. right. uh, and not learning the new lessons right. that are developing right now um and i am not for a second saying that that's happening in uh in cree culture uh because i i don't know anything no well i mean (laughs) Uh, i just want to make sure that i'm not uh suddenly feeling like i'm you know that i know something about this stuff well no i i for it for the record i i assume you know nothing yeah i i I don't idiot no uh no no but i i know what you mean but i think like one of the things that I really still enjoy from Christianity is, uh, and in in kind of a non-dogmatic uh, way, the idea of the Trinity, because um, uh, I I I feel like what you're describing as a white guy um, uh, entering into Cree spirituality, learning from it, and taking what what you know, taking what you what you can. Uh, what what you can absorb as who you are mm-hmm. is there's this let's see if i can make this work um so in in the father son and the holy spirit part of the trinity um uh there's a whole bunch of different ways I, that you can view it but one of the ways that i view it is that the father is history the father is is written history and the father is what is known and established and the reason the trinity is the, the reason trinity is kind of cool is that no part of it is is bad but there i mean it, if we ap- apply it in certain ways that there can be like uh negative tendencies that could come out of it right so the the weight of history that 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 you have it could be considered the father um mm-hmm. and then and then the son uh would be this um kind of iconoclast um more temporal in the here and now person attempting to uh actually live right rather than this than this tradition there's there's 
both uh, a living in tradition and a necessary breaking of tradition and a necessary um, scrambling and, and, and recontextualizing happening um, in, in the here and now, which is, I, is what Jesus did. And I don't mean to be religious again, I'm sounding religious, but um, then, the, then the Holy Spirit is this, is your consciousness moving back and forth between those two things, right? So, mm. <laughs> so that the, the Holy Spirit, it, it would not be the spirit, you know, your spirit would be, would be wrong to cut off the past and look to the future and say, I am, this doesn't affect me anymore. I don't need right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant weight behind you pushing you forward. Um, and then it would be wrong to say that's all there is back there, you know, like that, you know, there's nothing fresh or new. Uh, and so um there, yeah, because the the way that we the, the way that we have proper movement into life is always going to be this messy kind of thing, combining the old and the new. And um, you know, it would be wrong if you were to try to um, make the Cree uh, culture and, and, and spirituality, if you were to try to pretend that that was now you and make that, right. you know, start pretending yeah, yeah. that that was the father behind you. Um, yeah. Then you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be engaging in life. You would just be, mm-hmm. you would just be cutting off the, 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 the sun. You would be cutting off the, the, the here and now. I don't know if that right. makes any sense. Well, it, it makes sense. Um, can't amputate it. But it, it's also like, I, I can't, uh, um, it, it, you can't amputate the, the sun is what you're right. You can't amputate what you just said, thing. but you also can't graft the father. Like I can't like take on a new father. Uh, and right. be like oh yes i i have the experiences and the history and right. uh, you know like right. uh right. i don't get like uh a free pass uh, from any future uh social outrage because uh five people say that i am cree now you know right. like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. it's a it's a deeply personal and uh mind-blowing and humbling thing um, to to do that, but it, it it's not something that is just because Joe says I'm Cree now right. doesn't mean that I was Cree, right? You know, you like can't... I don't I don't fully understand what it means when he says that. He right. says he says it with uh, such uh, uh, like passion and finality, but I know that it doesn't like make it it i it's not suddenly harder for me to go into a convenience store at night and not get followed around by the clerk you know (laughs) like it 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 hasn't made me that creepy right but what it but it (laughs) but it it does i think it speaks and this could be kind of an indigenous thing right it does speak to um the way that his known portion of the community views you, right? It's the, it, right. It, it can be the identity that he places on you. Um, that that's, that's true. And that, I mean, and that's legit too. Right. But then it, it's, you know, there's always a much messier. Uh, yeah. It's like the in, first in time life. I went to the first couple of ceremonies that I went to before this, uh, 
uh, adoption had happened, um, I was like, I was just a fish out of water, you know, like I was the only visit. I was the only guy that visibly shouldn't have been there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I wasn't treated like shit or anything. Uh, but I was like, I was really uncomfortable because, you know, I was a minority of one right. in a, in a very special uh, arena. Um, yeah. And I was very aware of uh, the, the last, uh, you know, several hundred years. <laughs> right. Um, That's an important and, and awkward place to be, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like the and, awkwardness of it is, cru- is kind of crucial to it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's true. Cause like, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to draw attention. Um, cause it's a special thing that's happening and I didn't want to inject any, um, kind of, um, I, I didn't want to be a disruption, um, in that it was like my visible presence um, was pulling someone out of something wonderful and reminding them of uh, the shitty rest of the country that they had fled to have right. the ceremony, you know, right. to have this uh, important thing. Um, and I also didn't want to um, uh, cause any uh confusion about like my intention or like that i could be to to use the c word uh colonizing um the this the ceremony or anything it was just like i was i I was wildly aware of myself uh at the at the first couple um and then once i started like uh, was invited to start participating um, and went to some more though there was I was I was losing myself in a good way um, not my you know I wasn't leaving reality uh, or whatever but I, I I was I was more a part of the moment I was yeah. more in it Um but on occasion I would, you know, I would get, and very rarely would I get some uh, criticism or something that was based on like me not belonging there or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but then after uh, Joe and Emily decided to um, foist their adoption upon me, <laughs> <laughs> um, all of a sudden uh he would preempt any of that awkwardness with like, he'd just bring me into the room, and introduce me as his son. This is, mm. this is my white son. Um, and oh, it man. really, it allowed for, it, it was like a, 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 a very immediate leveling up as far as my capacity to learn, because mm. I didn't have to deal with all this uh, entry level anxiety. You know, right. not not that I've leveled up in what I've actually learned, but I right. could like I I could ignore myself that much more because mm. the attention wasn't being drawn to me. It was he dismantled that very quickly. Wow. 
Um, what a what a privilege! Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be. Uh, I, I still feel really down. uncomfortable talking about it because it's it's very special. Um, yeah. And uh, um, well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, we've talked brief. We've talked briefly and flirted with talking about it, but I I, yeah. I I love to hear about it. That's that's amazing, and it's something that I'm you know jealous of, and I think that a lot of people uh, could uh, could really benefit from. And I'm glad that you're. I mean, I personally am glad that you're going into it with the. Uh, the kind of uh, spirit that you have uh, because uh, you know, you, you don't want to be the white guy there uh, who feels completely entitled. Uh, yeah. Because that, <laughs> oh, what, Christ. what could possibly yeah. be more, you know, the, you know, I don't know, the gravel in the, uh, the, the gravel in the jello than that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, or, can you, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, I would love to see uh, uh, that skit. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure it's <laughs> about you know because it, it's it's such a perfect uh, condensation of like our history here. <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly like, what's happened over. Walking over. in, be like, well. Hey, uh, this is my party now. <laughs> Why am I not welcome here? You should be welcoming me. <laughs> uh, I'm deeply uncomfortable even just fixing it. But um, anyway, well, I think that's probably this, is, this might be the longest episode that I've ever uh, filmed. Uh, but this is how this is the kind of conversations that you and I have. And and uh, yeah. probably like. Yeah. Uh, you're the person that I've had the closest to the kind of conversations that I have on the podcast with. Uh, right. And uh, I haven't, I've had a hard time getting artists. I, you know, I've, I've tried, I've reached out to artists that, uh, um, and they, they typically don't respond at all <laughs> or hmm. uh, I've gotten some kind uh, uh, responses, but most of them have, yeah. everybody has said, no, it's only public intellectuals yeah. that like to talk about this stuff. So it's really good. Right. I feel like that's something uh, I want to be more a part of, of the podcast. So this has been great. And uh, I, I'm very grateful to be a, a part of this in this capacity. I mean, yeah. I'm a big fan. Thank you. <laughs> and if I, if I didn't have this bug in my brain to make art and was a little bit smarter i would try to be a public intellectual so i feel like I'm... <laughs> i don't know i don't think it's a smart i feel thing. like uh I'm, I'm i'm really having fun here <laughs> nice <laughs> awesome yeah I, I i'm and your encouragement um in the podcast has been yeah yeah it, it, very important especially early on uh to uh you know and very few people uh, were listening just to know that someone was listening who kind of knew what I was going for and and uh, it means a lot and you named the podcast so uh, that that's uh, yeah so anyway um, yeah and, and as we don't actually do uh, in real just friend conversations I guess we will now like sort of have an official ending to it uh, but, so long uh, yeah uh you got any stuff you want to promote to people no uh i will actually i will have links though to uh, okay to uh your your stuff uh, sure we can 
talk about that after once we go into the green room. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. All right, see you, man. Hey, um, see ya. Yeah.